Hey everyone, welcome to a bonus, very special bonus episode. Surprise, surprise. Right, you get more of us, whether you like it or not. How's that? Uh, episode 153, the Austin Jackson news episode. <laughs> Big news on this one, on this Thursday. Who Park has a cold? He just coughed. No, I just, I got all choked up because I'm, I'm happy about this. I love Austin Jackson as a dude. Um, liking him more and more as a player as well, so. I'm very happy about this news. Uh, before we get to that, since we are numbering every episode and we're going to recognize a player every episode because more people than not like this particular tidbit, whatever uh, thing that we do. And for number 53, we're going to go with Larry Izzo, who is, unless I miss, is, is somewhere in a, a special teams coach somewhere in the NFL. Very. Yes, very good buddies with Zach Thomas. And um, when he first came in as an undrafted rookie free agent out of Rice in 1996, same year as Zach, um, as the story goes, Jimmy Johnson in a team meeting basically anointed as the first two guys who were making the team, Zach Thomas and then Larry Izzo because he was such a beast on special teams. Wouldn't you know he's a special teams co coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks? Okay. Ain't that something? Look at you. Look yep. at you. No, well, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. He was with the Jets as an assistant as well. Made the Pro Bowl as a special teams guy. He's one of those guys that Dolphins, I don't know exactly why they let him go. He was always fabulous on special teams. One of the best special teams players they had. He went on to New England where he made the Pro Bowl there. Had a long career pretty much strictly as a special teams guy. And one of the only beefs that Zach ever had with me is one time as I wrote something about Larry Izzo and mentioned that something about his work on defense and I and even in rag on him. I think I mentioned maybe he was like a non-factor yes. on defense or something like that. And Zach was not particularly pleased that uh, I took oh, a Zach buddy, yeah. his guy. Sometimes, sometimes you got to rough up those media guys, man. Cause they just, they just talk some nonsense that they don't, you know? They, oh yeah. I, I said um, in, in a film clip, I, I cause I watched Duke Riley. I watched uh, the game mm -hmm. closely and I thought the play was like, all right. It was, it reminded me a lot of David Long when David Long was shooting gaps and, and making Vic Fangio's defense vulnerable. And lo and behold, Pro Football Focus rated him the top linebacker in the NFL last, last week. So I was like, what oh, am missed, I? He missed a gap bad one time. He, I mean, he went like one way in the back, went whoop, right back. Yeah, no. But, you know, Pro Football Focus, keep doing your thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're actually here to say congratulations to Austin Jackson, a guy who has just absolutely turned and transformed his career, started with transforming his mind, then the transformation of his body. Um, you know, beginning of this season, I think we did a podcast about, yes, it may, didn't make any sense to give Austin Jackson a fifth-year option to opt into it. That would have been ridiculous. It would have been just as bad an idea as, as giving Noah Igbenogany a 50-year option. And lo and behold, Austin Jackson, and I've, I've said this on this podcast, has been having a Pro Bowl caliber season. Austin Jackson has been balling. He has been the most productive and consistent offensive lineman on this line. Yeah, I say that. See, you, you said you didn't, you didn't want to fight. You said you didn't want to fight. This isn't even a fight. No, that's not, not, and it's who would you it's, give number one? I still think Robert Hunt. I mean, and, and again, understanding that he's missed the last few couple of games because of the hamstring injury. I'm not even not even the injury makes okay. me 
I I my number two would be Connor Williams, and then I have to take off points because of the injury. Like Austin Jackson has been balling every single game. Mm, And and this is a mini fight because again it's too early in the morning. We we we're doing this. Then the news came out very early on on Thursday morning, so we're doing this. I think it's eight a.m. So it's too early for a full on fight. Uh, no, Austin Jackson has been very good all along. I don't know if I, I don't know if I go as far as balling every game, but uh, he's he's been very very solid. I and I think a lot better than a lot of the fans would have expected. Oh yeah, I think, not I think both, fans and media. Don't 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 put us out there. Oh, I'm um, as far as what? Um, I don't think I don't think anybody any of us really expected this type of season. I remember the very. First time we talked, Austin, and I think I've mentioned this previously, Austin, basically his first media session with us in the offseason, he was like, hello, Joe. Hello, Adam. Hello, Omar. Hello, Daniel. Hello, everybody. I know you guys. I know what you've been writing. I know what you've been saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to prove you wrong. And we were like, oh, okay. And that's just, you know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that one of the things with him, though, is, again, we never knew what he was as a right tackle in this scheme because he never got a shot last year. Okay. And never got a shot because he was hurt. He was hurt in the he was hurt in the opener. Couldn't make a judgment there. He played less than a game. Then he comes back late November against Houston. Boom, doesn't finish the game. So basically, yeah. there's no body of work. And yeah, then there, there, there were a lot like of members. Yeah. The, yeah. I said there was like 66 snaps because everybody – at the beginning, I was saying, at the beginning of the season, I was saying, like, everybody's judging him like he's a bum, but dude has, like, played 66 snaps last season. It was... And I, I said something at the time about some other players that I had, that, I, that, uh, that I've said that about. I was like, let's see what he's got. Show me, but let's not make a judgment one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Um and here's the thing. This is a good bit of business for the Dolphins to take care of because they have, as we all know, a crap load of free agents. Yeah. You have to address. A laundry list. In fact, I'm kind of um, perplexed how they managed to create this money. And we'll, when the contract is actually reported to the NFL, let's give the details of the contract. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, um, it is a three-year, $36 million extension, um, which features a max value of $39 million. Those are escalators probably associated with um, games played, pro bowls, and all those kind of factors. $20.7 million of it is guaranteed. Um, So basically, in layman's terms, without knowing the full details of the contract, um, he's going to get the signing bonus this year, which is likely going to keep his cap number relatively low. Um, and he's probably going to be making somewhere in the neighborhood of $10.5 million a year. Um, two years is guaranteed. So it'll be interesting to see what the details are. I'm assuming that the signing bonus will be relatively high just to keep the cap number low. And then next year, we'll probably restructure his contract and give him his base salary as a roster bonus just to lower the number even less so that we can continue to restructure other contracts I'm sure they're going to restructure Austin. Ja- I mean, um, Austin Jackson, Zach Sealer's contract that they just did. 
I'm sure they're going to restructure Alec Ingle's contract that they just did. I'm sure they're going to restructure Durham Smythe's contract. All the new contracts are going to be restructured. Just And by restructure, I mean you're going to give them their base salary and roster bonuses just so that you can kick the can a little further down the road and put more money on your credit card for the team that you actually need to sign. So, um, But it's good to know that they're going to have a right tackle. And more than likely a left tackle because Toronto Armstead's going nowhere. I know Dolphin fans are all hot and bothered that who they call Mr. Glass, and I think that's real damn disrespectful, um, is 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 basically locked in unless he decides to retire. And trust me, Toronto ain't retiring, not the way this season is going. Unless yeah, the only the only the only the only way that would happen is if there's no, I'm not jinxing anything just because we talk about it. But if some, if there's something else that happens, he may reach the end of the season and say, you know what, I've had enough putting up with one injury after another. Nope. I don't even think that's a possibility. Hashtag, uh, hashtag I said what I said. Uh, hashtag, Teron likes money too much, and he's got a lot of it coming to him next year. I und- Okay, but do you, do you, you completely dismiss the possibility? Completely. Omar Kelly says 0%. There is 0% chance to run Armstead. Um, Loves football, loves the game, and without a doubt, he's going to love – I'll tell you exactly how much is is coming. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that part I know. Yeah, he's going to love the $14 million that's coming to him next season, five of which is guaranteed Dolphin fans. Teron is not going anywhere because – even if you do cut him, you'll lose. If you cut him, move on from him, trade him, you'll lose $3.5 million in cap space, not only the money that, that you owe him. So it's basically a $24 million cap hit. When you restructure guys to create cap space, you're basically committing to them for an additional year. So even with Austin Jackson, let me explain. When you restructure Austin Jackson's contract, even though two of them are now fully guaranteed, when you restructure them, you are basically going to guarantee three years, all three years of his deal. So he's probably going to see every penny of the contract, which is why it's such a good move for him. And it's a wise move when you consider you never know what's going to happen to look at Robert Hunt. He's in a situation where he would love a contract extension too. Robert Hunt might look at this deal and uh, that Austin Jackson just got and say, I'm battling this hamstring injury. I'm, I'm pretty much going to be out there playing on 70%. Um, it could get worse, could get better. Let me get, let me get, let me get some money. Let me get my money too. And it's a good deal for the Dolphins too, because they they lock up a guy who's played very, very well. Uh, my final point on on Tehran. Yeah, by the way, it's zero percent of Dolphins are cutting him. I'm with you there. To me, again, I'm going to put a ten percent. I don't expect him to do it, but I, I'm not saying it's impossible that he would be like, I know I've had enough of all the injuries. I, I'm so I'm going to put a. 10% that happened, which is very, very, very low. But just just to not completely agree with you, because I wouldn't be us if we completely agreed on everything, right? <laughs> so we'll go, yeah. we'll go, I'll go 10%. Well, uh, and speaking of Tehran, I've got a I've got a column coming up on alldolphins.com when Alan is gracious enough to post it, uh edit it and post it. What, what, Depends what, what, how nice you are to me the rest of this of this. Podcast. I am not going to be nice to you today. Okay. Okay. Um, not at all. Um uh, listen. Uh, Teron Armstead, in my opinion, and as I stated in the column, and I hope you all read it at alldolphins.com where you can get all your content for free, um, no subscription, 
um my, my uh, a homie of mine was telling me how angry he was at one of the newspapers i will shall not name any names because they're charging him $30 a month for an online subscription. Can you imagine that? Remember when we used to pay $30? Hey, 30 bucks a month? 30 bucks a month. He's like, they just kept creeping it up and it was on automatic replay. And, and then all of a sudden, um, he's like, my credit card, my credit card didn't renew. And then I realized that I, my credit card changed and, and they keep calling me and keep calling me and keep calling me. And it's $30. I'm like, damn, $30? We give you that information for free at alldolphins.com. So um, that that's a shameless little plug for where you can find our work. But and nothing, colleagues... personal, nothing personal to any of our, our colleagues on the beat. Yes. Um, it's a new day in, in journalism and sports media. Um, the column, I am of the opinion that Teron Armstead should be shut down for the next two weeks. I'm of the opinion that that's in the best, that's the best decision for the organization because having Teron continue to play and continue to push while playing out at 70, and I'll be generous and maybe 80%, um, isn't doesn't look the same. And my hope is that if you rest him against the Titans and against the Jets, and bring him back for Dallas, there will be a better product. Not to say that the product that's out on the field now is bad, because um, I think a 70% Toronto Armstead is probably better than 20 other left tackles in the NFL right now. But I like the Toronto Armstead, who is a top five tackle in the NFL. The Toronto Armstead that was mowing down people in the Denver 70-point game. Um, that's the Toronto Armstead I like. Uh, and I'm not sure you get there by continuing to play him. And I do believe that he is going to play. And if Mike McDaniel even propositioned him to sit down, uh, Mike McDaniel would be put in a headlock and given a wedgie and and would be one of those, yeah, one of those noogies and told to go sit in the corner, little guy. Um, but Mike McDaniel has made these decisions for the best what's in the best interest of the franchise. And if Kendall Lamb is all right and the back is healthy, um, hmm, I think it might be time to sit to Ron. Okay, so now I have two questions. We'll address them separately. Number one, do you take the same position if Kendall Lamb is not fully healthy? <sighs> no. I don't because I don't trust Keon Smith. Okay. So I'm going to rest one of the two, either Kendall, either Kendall Lamb, or Os, or 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 Teron Armstead. Now Kendall Lamb has had two weeks of rest with the back issue. I know this back issue is not something that just flared up. It's been something that he's been battling all season that that progressively got worse. Um, but I'm a be big believer that I think he's a warrior and he's healthy enough. And I think I'm giving Kendall Lamb the green light to go and play at 70% right now with the hopes that it it he can hold it down for two weeks. If he can't hold it down, then maybe we activate Tehran and don't play him. And I don't I don't think that would fly with Tehran either. Yeah, be like, what's the point? Uh question number two. 
under the hypothetical that the schedule would be scrambled and instead of playing Tennessee and the Jets the next two weeks, they had Dallas and Baltimore. Are you still sitting Teron Armstead? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. If if the schedule was scrambled, it's not. But if it was scrambled, I'm playing hypotheticals. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get I, 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 I'm looking bigger picture. Uh, let's say the Dolphins have the number two seed because I live in a realistic world. Um, I, I I'm not a dreamer, so I, I it let's the number two seed is my goal, okay. and and that's my dream. That's my vision for this team because it means you would host all the playoff games until you face the number one seed, assuming that they make it through, okay? Now, you don't get the first round by, but I don't think this team needs the first round by. Well, they could benefit from it, but I don't think they need it. I think this is a team that would benefit from just continuing to consistently play um, and play at home. So let's assume you do that. I'm more focused on having Tehran healthy for January and January games as opposed to December games. And I think if we continue, I looked at the film and cut it and broke, he he suffered the ankle injury on just, he got legged whipped into his ankle. And it's it's a fl another fluke injury. But as people have showered me with criticism and hate, well, if they continue, if, if you keep adding up these fluke injuries, you're just fragile. And I'm like, all right, bro, it, it, I can't like, Nobody, nobody's ever been kicked in the shin or kicked in, you know, like. Yeah, you know the thing with that though is it's, it's like either fragile. I hate the word fragile; it's a little, little harsh. But it's like it's either that or a better word for fragile, or he's just insanely unlucky because I mean, yes, it is, it is like one after the other. After I, the other. I, I would argue to you. I did not see the one in Houston, but I would argue to you every single injury that he suffered this year has been an insane. It's not like his body is betraying him. It's just an insanely unlucky situation. Just like we can sit here and say Rob Hunt. Oh, Rob Hunt's got a hamstring injury. Uh, look at that guy. Rob Hunt has played every game in his NFL career yeah. till somebody rolled up on his hamstring this season and it was just yes those things happen but that's part of the reason why you have nine to ten offensive linemen because they get rolled up on and, and then it takes them a while to get to get back healthy yes the one thing about Toronto is when you have when you're elevated in your age 32 it takes longer to heal which is why that we know is a fact I, I heard that from veteran players that I heard that from executives that's why they cut the 30 year olds because the 30 year olds take longer to heal than the 25 year olds no correct um, plus, just the more injuries you have I think the more susceptible you are to having more and with him now we're, we're bigger I was like on the sideline on the play where it happened in Houston unfortunately and this is go ahead you can throw a ball watcher at me if you want uh it was like a Tossed to Raheem to the left, and I'm watching. Raheem. I think it was Raheem. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm watching him. And then after the play, after they stopped the play, and I'm looking over, it's like, oh, that's the run. Uh oh, not good. Um, yeah, exactly. See, and then he had a quad injury. I don't know what happened in the quad. We saw. We know what happened against Buffalo when somebody landed on him. Epines, I think it was because it's always him. Um, I mean, right? And then, yeah. and then it's. I mean, how fluky is that? That you know, somebody get gets blocked to the ground, and then oh, the leg swings out, and boom, right, bam. That, and that's Tehran being fragile, like it. That that's Tehran being being fragile. Anyway, 
whatever dolphin fans I, I, dolphin fans get these narratives in their brain and and maybe it's just the vocal fans i'm like the level and amount of disrespect that you guys have put on Teron Armstead's name because of fluke injuries this season is distasteful. It's disrespectful. And these players pay attention. Um, but anyway, let, let's let's move on to the next topic. Oh, congratulations to Austin Jackson. Okay, one more, one more thing I want to point out, uh-huh. which is interesting. And unless I'm severely mistaken, by all means, feel free to correct me if you think I'm wrong. I believe he is now the first first round pick to get a second contract with the Dolphins since Devontae Parker, who was the first round pick in 2015. Look, since then, Laramie Tunsil, Charles Harris, 2018 was Minka, 2019 was Christian, and then the 2020 first round picks. Tua that hasn't gotten his size. Oh, since Devontae. Ain't that something? Did you write that in an alldolphins.com story? I did not because I I just thought about it now. But You better go go put that in there. Absolutely. Um, hey, here's what's interesting about this situation, because we know the laundry list of players that need to be resigned. Who would you say is a priority to get done before the season ends if there is another player? And if there is any money, because I doubt there's any money. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to calculate how they get this money, because the last I checked, they had like four million dollars in cap space. Um, uh, I, I, I want to see this math to figure out how, how it got done, because based on my math, the Dolphins had $3.6 million in cap space. So I'm also thinking that something else had to get done. Something else had to be reworked. Yeah. But, or, or the deal kicks in next year. I mean, they've agreed to terms, but then nothing takes effect now. Um, no, because you're giving him the signing bonus now. So the signing bonus, the portion of the signing bonus has to come out to cap down. So let's say he got a $10 million signing bonus. That's an additional three, 10, three, some, that's an additional 3 million that has to come out the cap now, right? So you can do it. You can technically do it. His base salary and his signing bonus, that 3 million, $3.3 million comes out the cap right now. So they can do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the number is $10 million in signing bonus. Um, Who is the one player? What, what? No, I'm like I'm like, and I, I think you're more of a cap expert than I am. But I, I, I that's like the only thing I actually trump you on is capology. <laughs> no, I mean, there are some other things I'm not going to name them now, but there could be a couple. Uh, <laughs> um, you're so humble. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, I'm playing, joking. I know we are joking. My lord, no, trust me, there'll be comments of like, yes, you are arrogant. Anyway, regardless, Bro, um, you, you, you got to listen. Like, I'm very uh, sensitive, man. Jesus. I know you are, but you, I'm gonna give you the advice that Bill Parcells gave me be an armadillo, be an armadillo. You know, one, one piece one, of advice I got very early on in my journalism career was basically, and this was before the internet and comments and all that, was basically turn in your story and then. And then move on. Never look back. Don't look at it ever again. Uh, and that that's almost, how I do all my alldolphins.com stories. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I clean them up before they get yeah. uh, Um But no, but 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 I like to interact with 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 yeah. With those but even even when, kind of, you know I like to interact. Be an armadillo, man. Be an armadillo. No, no, I, I know, I know. Um, um, uh, is- hold on, no, no, hold on. Before you get to that, the, the see the question I was going to ask is: they have agreed to terms. 
Who? Is it not is it not feasible that okay we've agreed to terms that it's going to get done but nothing is going to be processed until after the season? No 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 no. Give me my money right now, and they need it done right now so they can restructure them to create more cap space. So it it's Austin will be signing it today, and he'll be getting his check today. And props to him. Hope it's hope it's. I mean, I, what was the fifth year option? For for Austin tackles was it yeah was it fourteen million dollars that they turned out I I'm I'm guessing but I'm pretty sure he's gonna walk away with relatively close to it. go ahead go ahead and I'll uh, look it up. okay my question to you is out of the laundry list of players who are impending free agents mm -hmm. um who would be your next priority to resign. Well, that's a, that's a slam dunk, but I don't think it's not feasible this year. It's just flat out not feasible this year, and that's Christian. Uh, okay. And, uh, and it, it, yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, I'm talking about resign before the 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 the, the season it concludes. Uh, okay, so as I look at this real quick, fifth year options salaries for players selected to one Pro Bowl. No, he hadn't. Fifth year options for players who achieved playtime criterion, which I believe he had. Offensive line was fourteen point two. Look at that. Look at that. Good memory on my on me. Um about that? Hold on. I don't have hold on. Am I mint? Okay. Uh, right. That's absolutely mint worthy. Uh, um, first priority where it could be feasible. So you're looking maybe. Um don't think Connor Williams is feasible. I don't think I don't think Robert Hunt is feasible. I mean, if you if you're basically giving Austin Jackson ten million dollars a year and and for centers, ten million dollars is the height of uh, height of their salary, because I think Connor just needed to get over the 10 million mark. Um, I think that's relatively feasible. Now, how they're going to create that cap space, I don't know. But um, I would say if 10 million is the price for Austin Jackson, I would absolutely give, I'm not for, for Connor Williams. And I would say it's in the 10, 11 million dollar range because I believe 11 puts him in, in the highest paid center, which I believe would be Jason Kelsey. I'm, I'm doing that tomorrow. If you, if if I if Connor Williams comes to me and says, "Hey, let me get that Austin Jackson deal," I'm like, "Where do I sign?" Um, now, I, at this point in the season, with five weeks to play, five games to play before the playoffs, and and more than likely you're going to be playing three playoff games, so that means eight more games to go. Do you do you chance the risk of injury, or do you want the money? And me, I want the money. Oh no, correct. Yeah, but you're a cheap ass. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. um, it, Connor is a Drew client also, right? Yes, Connor Williams is a Drew Rosenhaus client. Yes, uh, Zach Sealer's a Drew client. So Zach Sealer got it done. Yeah. Um, Zach is about at 10 million a year. Let me look at Zach contract because I, I, Austin obviously is, you know, a little bit more complicated because Austin wants to be paid like one of the hot, top pay, pay players at his position, top five players at his position. And to me, you mean Connor? Uh, you mean Connor? Yeah, Connor Williams. Yes. I thought you said that. Okay. No, and to me, done deal for me. I'm, I'm, I'm paying him like he's a. I think he's the cornerstone of the offensive line. That's that. I think he's, and I've said this to you from episode ten. We've done this. I, he's the offensive lineman I'm building this line around. So you're like. Hmm. No, I, I'm like again based on position importance. I think center is more important than the guard. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in ter in terms of 
player ab uh, ability. I think we can debate Connor Williams, Robert Hunt. Um, Teron's the best offensive lineman on the line when healthy. I think we can agree on that. Yes. And then we can debate Robert Hunt, Connor Williams. Austin with, Jackson. With, with Austin, to me, with Austin, slightly below, and that's not disrespect before anybody gets in their feelings. It's not any disrespect to Austin, who's become uh, a nice, solid starting right tackle. I would say he's a better starting right tackle than Jawan James. Mm -hmm. Austin was a first-round pick. Picked pretty much actually. Jawan James was number 19 in the draft. Austin Jackson was number 18. And it's also making the Minka trade a lot more palatable now than it did. It's never going to be palatable. But it's a lot more palatable than it was two years ago. It's like tasting something disgusting and saying, okay, at least I could swallow it. No, no. Um, understand why it happened. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, I, dude, I agree, but except if, if Austin Jackson be, had continued or, or his career had gone down the hill and, he, and he'd be gone next year, we'd be going like this to the Minka trade. Now it's like it still sucked that it happened because Minka's a hell of a player, but at least they got something out of value out of it. Mm -hmm. um, so today we begin practice for the week. Um, everything is pushed back because it is a Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. Um, what are your expectations? Throwbacks. Huh? Throwback uniforms. I know that's going to make a lot of people. Are they wearing throwbacks? They are wearing throw. No, sorry. My bad. My bad. Bad Allen. Bad Allen. There's been throwbacks against Dallas. No, why that had stuck in my head. Okay. I'm like, I, I, trust me, fans would have been like, oh, God, throwback. Yeah. They would have fomented the mouth. It, it's going to be my cause, my cleats for, for the Dolphins. Because um, they're at home. Yeah. And they get to show them off. Yep. Uh, what are you expecting practice standpoint? Teron, Robert Hunt, Javon oh, Holland. Holland Limited, Armstead DNP, Hunt DNP. Did not practice? You putting up DNP on Teron? I don't know if you're going to get a DNP on Teron. Uh, I, I, I would, as I wrote in the column, give you a DNP, but just. Tomorrow he'll be limited. Maybe tomorrow he'll be limited. He'll be a DNP today. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't on DNP. Uh, who else? Yeah. That? And who replaces Robert Hunt, in your opinion? Who should? Well, it's Liam, obviously. Yeah. yeah I mean, you Robert Hunt. Yeah, obviously. So yeah. where, where are you comfortable with Liam? Left guard, right guard? What are we doing there? Uh, if the Dolphins have in their mind, and I think they have, that Liam's your right guard, I, I wouldn't keep going like this to accommodate, to make it more comfortable for lesser cotton. So keep Liam at left guard. Okay. Here's the problem that you have. Okay. Let me, there let are me... no problems, only solutions. Go ahead. Okay. Well, well, let's create a solution here. Go ahead. Liam is better than lesser cotton right now. Yes. But Liam is a better right guard than he is a left guard. What is the right answer to fixing this riddle? Do you want to play him at his best position? Or do you want him to get comfort and stability at the position you're going to need him to play in the playoffs? B, especially if, yes, B. If you, so, again, and if there, you made the decision that, because you said right now, and, and I agree, he right now he's a better option than Lester Cotton. So is the playoff star right now. My starting left guard is Liam Eikenberg. So that means that you're going to play Lester Cotton at right guard. Yes. 
Okay, so we've settled that now. Okay, I I I I don't know what to say or do on that, but um, I'm sure the Dolphins and Butch Barry, who is my MVP of the entire season, over ahead of Tariq, um, just and Tua, and Tua. The, nobody nobody has performed at their job at the level that Butch Barry has performed at their job, dude. Do you know that they're third with the least sacks in the NFL? Do you know they they're, they're the, out quick, huh? Ball gets out quick. Oh, stop it. And the offensive line has played well, but the ball gets stop out quick. It. Yes, the ball gets out quick, then that's praise to Tua. They are number well, three. Also praise to wide receiver screens, uh jet sweeps where they where he just see you you always you always wonder why Tua non gets on your ass. And then and then there you go. Right like that. You just can't even lay up a compliment to Tua. You always like, you always want to create the conflict. Because it because it's not he's part of the Dolphins getting the ball out quickly. It's not the only reason. Okay. Bottom line, they have the number one run game in yards per attempt, number two in yardage produced behind the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm 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 promising you they want that number one spot. They're arrogant like that, um, and they and they have third least sacks allowed this season. Uh, I don't know where they are in pressures because I I slack at my job, so. Um, but I I I will know by the time we do our afternoon episode. Okay, there you go. And on All that right. on that note, I think we should wrap wrap this up. Absolutely. This bonus episode again. We will see you back later today. Hold on, I was about to 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 re okay. restate the big news of the day. Austin Jackson agreeing to contract terms on a three year contract extension, uh, with the value of the contract per Ian Rappaport of NFL network up to 39 million with 20.7 million guaranteed. So props to Austin Jackson. Good move by the dolphins. You can find the work on alldolphins.com. You can find my column on the fact that I believe that Teron Armstead should be put on ice um, and not shut down, put on ice and all, uh, you can find all that at alldolphins.com. We'll be back later today. Oh, you can find behind enemy lines. One of our best episodes were Teron Davenport breaking down the Tennessee Titans, their issues, the the, the organization, um, the challenges that they could present to Miami and the areas where Miami can exploit them. You know how we do it. That that spot that that, that segment is sponsored by You Break Will Fix, um, where you can you can get all your automobile care and refinishing, wheel repairs, rims tires, everything. Just call Mark at 305-748-0112. You can find Behind Enemy Lines right here on the channel, or if you're listening to it on an audio platform, and we will be back later today to wrap up what happened in Thursday's practice. See you later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.